RSS.com. In today's episode, we're chatting with Lloyd George all about how to use TikTok to promote your podcast. Enjoy the show. Cool. All right, well, Lloyd, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you could be here with us today. Can you do us a favor and tell us what it is you do? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ashley. Huge fan of the show. So my name is Lloyd and I create content um, for people, helping them start their first podcast. Well, that is a short and sweet description. That's I think that might be the shortest description we've heard. That's kind of awesome. Now, when did podcasting come into what it is you do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I started listening and consuming podcasts in 2015. Um, I was working at a dead end job and, you know, I'd listen to podcasts to make the time go by. Um, 2018 is when I decided, you know what, like, I could probably start my own podcast. Like I could transition from being like a consumer to like a creator. Um, and so 2018 is when I decided to start my first podcast. Um, and 2021 was when I decided that, you know what, podcasting has changed my life in so many ways. And I want as many people as possible to experience this. Um, and so I started being an advocate for the podcast community and encouraging as many people as possible to start their podcast. Wow. So are you still stuck in that dead end job or are you just doing podcasting full time? I am a freelancer now. So I'd say about 50% of my time is like podcasting content, working with brands. And then the other 50% is just sort of like part-time project management. That's fantastic. Now, one of the things that actually uh, kind of drew you into my radar is I was working on a post um, for Medium, basically talking about different ways to promote a podcast. And you were one of the very few people that actually recommended TikTok. So I'm very curious as to when you started using TikTok to promote podcasts. Yeah, I'm I'm probably one of the few people that is very spoiled because I started using TikTok in December of 2021. Um, and my first post got like 1200 views. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is like a post about nothing. And 1200 people saw it. That's like amazing. I did not know that that was not normal. That was just, that post has happened to do exceptionally well. Um, on average, a post will get between like 200 and 300 views, but that was just the spark I needed to know like, oh my gosh, this is possible. Um, literally about three or four months later, I had a post go viral and do over a hundred thousand views. And so it's just been a great platform and a great way for people to, to discover me. Are, are you on TikTok as well? I, I dabble. I okay, dabble. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mostly right now, I just like a lot of videos, but I mean, yeah. for the RSS, um, for the for our platform, we actually do have a TikTok account and we have loaded a couple of videos, but in terms of my personal stuff, I, I'm still a lurker. <laughs> yeah, I. That's, that's phase one. Yeah. So now, whenever you started using TikTok, did you intend to use it for podcasting or you just started using it? No, I just started using it. And you know what? I hope in the future that those two sort of merge, right? I think as creators and podcasters, we sort of look at it like, hey, this is my podcast TikTok and this is my personal TikTok. This is my podcast Instagram, my personal Instagram. And I think in the future, those will probably just become one thing, right? This is my page and I post about both things. Um, and so with TikTok specifically, I just started creating content specifically for me with some of the things that I was interested in. And whenever I was featured on other people's podcasts or whenever I did do my own podcast, I'd also share it on my platform. And so people sort of got to see different sides of me. And I think in some ways it was almost like 
unveiling the curtain to certain users because they may only know me for tech content. And then to see this guy talking about podcast content and microphones um, was also intriguing just to see somebody in a different light. Um, and so for me, I just started with my personal account. And what I love about TikTok is it's very easy just to start small, right? Like you're, you don't have to plan. You don't need a great camera. You don't need a mic. You can just pull out your phone, make a video in 10 seconds and publish it. And you know, that's acceptable. Okay, so you said you don't really have a plan. So how do you how do you decide what's going to go on the platform? Um, I, I personally, I wake up every day and my goal every single day is just how can I publish the best possible video today? That That is the only thing I think about for that specific day. Um, and the best video to me isn't necessarily the most high quality video. Sometimes it's just, you know, my best performing video ever is a video where I was in the car, I was kind of sick and I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't feel like doing this today. I'm just gonna pull out my phone and just do it to say I did it. And that video ended up going viral. And so I think that level of authenticity, authenticity is what people are searching for, which makes this whole idea of not having a plan and just pulling out your phone, saying whatever is on your mind at that specific time. I think that's why posts like that do really well. And just to make a broader point, I think when you look at, there's a, a new social media platform called Be Real. Um, and the idea here is just that um, at a random point in the day, you'll get a notification saying, hey, it's time for you to be real. And at that specific moment, you have two minutes to pull out your phone and take a picture of whatever is happening around you. And um, you know, in, I think maybe September and October, it was the most downloaded app in the Apple App Store. And so I think people want that level of authenticity. They don't want something that seems over-engineered. They wanna know, you know, don't give it to me filters, just give me the raw and authentic version of, of you. You know, it's interesting you say that because um, I follow uh, Rachel Peterson. Uh, she's she's pretty big on TikTok. And she said that, you know, like, I think it was her. She said that um, some of the videos that she's done where she, like, puts on a full bead of makeup and she's got, like, the whole background and the whole plan, the whole script, all the things will get, like, no views. And then she'll just take out her phone and just say something off the cuff and it gets, like, a million views. <laughs> That's, it's so bizarre, isn't it? And it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> So you mean we can't be these scripted people anymore? <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Do you, do you feel like people are the same way with their podcast that we we feel like we have to like dress ourselves up because we're like podcasting now? Honestly, I do because like there's a there's a joke that someone was telling me recently that they have to get out of podcaster voice because mm. if they like, you know, they they were putting their son to bed one night and he's like I, I couldn't get out of podcaster voice. And, and my son looked at me and was like, could you quit reading the book like that, dad? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that's hysterical because you don't think of these things. That is so, that's a great analogy. I love that. That's so true. <laughs> and I bet we do it all the time and don't even realize it because I know I do. I definitely do. Like I'll be on the phone and I, my voice like goes up a couple octaves yeah. and I start projecting and my husband will just be like, can you just talk like a normal person, please? <laughs> Like, I that, don't even know what that is anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. I live in the digital world. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 100%. I, I agree. And I, 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 that's something I'm hoping to get better at in, in 2023, this idea that I think the more authentic you are, I think the more you'll find sort of like your true fans, your, the true people that actually love what you do and what you put out. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find my way into that myself. I was actually just talking to uh, Jenny Senison. We were discussing um, 
uh, podcasting and Pinterest. And she was basically saying, you know, something similar to what you just said about how instead of having two different Pinterest accounts, you should have one that has the many facets of your brand. Because let's face it, each, each one of us, we are our own brand at this point. And so if we're trying to promote multiple things, we might as well just have one place we do it all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. And it's so funny that you say that because I think that I... I agree and I believe that um, methodology, but I feel like TikTok makes it very hard to do that. So I have three separate TikToks that all perform very well, but that's also because they're all for very specific things. Um, and I don't know that the rest of the world operates that way, that I think people want just one person that embodies everything. Um, so it's, it's something I'm trying to maneuver and navigate as well. Okay, well, since you said that, I gotta, I gotta bring it back to what we're talking about here today. So, is one of the TikToks specifically for your podcast? Um, it's not. One of the TikToks is specifically for podcasting, which is very niche in itself. Um, and so, all of the content that goes on that page is specific to podcasting. One day, it may just be like, "Hey, here's how I manage my schedule so that I can podcast," which is not necessarily, you know on the surface podcast related, but in theory, it's the same sort of concept. And another one of the uh, TikToks is just for like project management, where I talk about ways I got into sort of like my day job and how I was able to build a career without a college degree, which is an entirely different audience. Yeah, that is it. That, that really is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally yeah. different hashtags and everything. Well, right, so right. when you're when you're working with people or or with what you've seen in the industry of podcasting, what do you see is happening with TikTok? What makes it a good way to promote a podcast? That's such a great, great question. And I think part of the reason we are all on social media is because we all want to be discovered by new people at the, the core foundation. That is, that is what we want. And the platforms that can do that really well tend to excel and the pl platforms that are still trying to figure it out, um, like Instagram tend to have a harder time. And so with TikTok, I think the algorithm is so good that it is able to take content put it out to people that don't know you in hopes that they will like your content, follow you and build a, a deeper relationship with you. And so I don't know that I've seen any other platform that's able to do that as well as TikTok. Um, you know, some of the clips I post on, you know, I made uh, a joke where I made this, uh, meme sort of saying like, Hey, my wife was laughing at me because as a podcaster, I emailed Barack Obama asking him to be on my podcast. And I just happened to put that video out and it just performed so well. And, and so just to see like the reach that, uh, TikTok was able to give me and the amount of people that didn't know me that were now able to be exposed to my content. Um, that's such a tremendous benefit. And because we don't have any search or discoverability within the podcast sector, I think we're leaning on platforms like TikTok or YouTube to show our content to new people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how do you think that in terms of like downloads, because we're all after downloads, right? Yeah. How do you how do you think it's helping people to once they are discovered get more downloads for their podcast? All right. So like I before I answer that question, I just want to take a step back and say a very controversial statement. Uh -oh. I think that, you know, in the future, I don't know that downloads will be our our be all. Um, and right now I think they are right. Like RSS downloads. Um, I think next year there's a chance that we may be saying like, Hey, 
what are your RSS downloads? What are your YouTube numbers? And what are your TikTok numbers? That's how I want to determine if I want to sponsor your podcast versus right now where I feel like it's just RSS downloads. Um, and so that is sort of like the broken link right now. If a post goes viral on TikTok, a, a podcast clip, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that that virality will transfer into podcast downloads. And we're trying to make that a little more seamless and we've gotten a lot better. But right now that connection is a bit weak. There still is a core, uh, um, a correlation, you know, like if something goes viral on TikTok, I can normally see my podcast numbers are a bit higher, but it's certainly not one-to-one. Wow. That's a, that's a lot to digest. <laughs> it, 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 it was a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it, it's kind of good because I mean, you know, if you're seeing these things happen in the industry already, then there's a chance that it could be going that way. So I think there's something to be said about, you know, you can't just rely. And that's another thing I was talking about with Jenny earlier is you can't just rely on one platform. I mean, yes, you want your yeah. podcast to, to perform well and things like that. But if you're trying to get a message out there, you can't rely on anything as just your your singular, this is how I'm going to get my comment out there for the world to hear. Yeah. And Ashley, you know, I, I want to ask you what you think about this. Do you, do you feel like video will have a place in RSS? Like, do you feel like in the same way that someone can watch a YouTube video and get one view that will somehow figure out a way to count those towards like RSS numbers, even if it's like two to one or something? I can't speak for the company on that, but I, I personally... I think it I think it might come that way. I don't know. I know that a lot more um podcast hosting companies they're starting to implement video into their um like their overall plan. Um I know that you know YouTube just released a, an awesome guide to how to podcast on YouTube and things like that. So it's very clear that video is becoming the thing. Like it, you know, if content is is king then clearly video content is is kind of like the 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 thing that's going to take over the throne, if you will. So yeah. I, I think that there's something to be said about if you're, if you're trying to make success in the world of podcasting, you have to be a multifaceted content creator. You can't just rely on sitting behind the microphone anymore, which, which is terrible and awesome all at the same time, because, you know, you do have your people that are in their basements, just, you know, recording into a microphone and they don't want to be on camera. But I think that what we're going to start to see is that the people who are who are willing to to do multiple types of content are going to be the ones that are going to shine. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. And I think to that point, I think all of us as podcasters, we are just trying to build communities of people. And that's where I think TikTok and some of those platforms could be helpful. I don't know that if a TikTok, a podcast clip goes viral on TikTok, I don't know that that is going to benefit my podcast because a million people are going to go now view my podcast. I think the way in which TikTok will help my podcast is there's these people that are being exposed to my short form content that are starting to love me. And they're starting to ask themselves, how can I get more of Lloyd or how can I watch something of Lloyd's that's more than 60 seconds? And so having that community transition from TikTok or Instagram to the podcast where they can now get an hour guaranteed every single week, um, I think is the way in which those two uh, entities will work together. Okay, so let's pull that back for just a second. So if we're talking about the idea of, of needing to promote yourself on more than one platform, and we've already mentioned the fact that, you know, you can't exactly get TikTok numbers to translate to direct downloads, would you say that the better way to go about getting, let's say, sponsorships for a podcast is to create like a new list of deliverables other than just a podcast mention? 
apps 100%. Such a great, 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 great point. Um, and just, uh, I will say also, um, just a, a side note, just to, to backtrack, I do think that there is a way to get that correlation between TikTok and your podcast. I just think it requires a lot more intentionality than what people think. Um, and so I've been doing these videos where I say, hey, I just interviewed a creator that has, uh, they made a million dollars from their YouTube page. Here's how they said they did it. And so the person starts explaining how they said they did it. And then it gets to a cliffhanger and that's where the video ends. And so the only way you get the rest of that answer is to actually go to, to the podcast. And so I just don't think a lot of TikTokers are thinking about that level of intentionality when it comes to their podcast clips. Um, that said, I, I will say, I think that um, I am starting to see more creators say, hey, instead of you paying me $200 for me to feature you on my podcast, how about you pay me $1,000 and I'll give you a TikTok shout out. I'll include you in my email and I will write a review for you or something or a YouTube video. Um, and so bundling, I, I, I do think that in the, is gonna be a great way for like creators to collaborate with brands just because a lot of the creators I'm seeing start to do this have smaller audiences so it, it's in their best interest to do so well yeah and, and anybody who's listening to this if they hear the thousand versus the 200 they're going to want the thousand every day <laughs> exactly 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 and you know when you think about it um, a lot of these brands just to get some sort of like an actual action from a listener they they're going to have to see the ad multiple times that's true. Because what is it they say? You got to be seen seven times before exactly. someone even considers working with you. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great point. Okay. So let's say I'm a brand new podcaster. I, I haven't even launched my podcast. I'm thinking about it. I'm just getting ready. So I come to you. I tell you, okay, Lloyd, I really want to start my podcast and I want to promote it on TikTok. What do I do first? Um, the first thing I'd say is it absolutely needs to be a video podcast um, if you want to promote it on social, obviously. Um, and then um, if you think about creating your podcast as a video first podcast, I think that's going to give you an advantage. And so some of the small ways that that may translate is whenever you're recording your podcast, you'll do everything the exact same, but you'll want to make sure that you put your phone right next to you and record yourself via video as you are recording your podcast. And so finding small ways like that to continue to include video in your podcast um, will be an easy way for you to promote your podcast on TikTok. That said, once you have your, your podcast recorded and you have that video file, you'll wanna chop it up into small clips and you'll want the clips to essentially um, Either you want them to provide context and solve a problem. So in other words, it's like answering a question, or you don't want them to have any context, but you want them to be entertaining, captivating, or something controversial that captures people's attention. On TikTok, you have about three seconds for someone to decide whether they're going to watch your video or not. And so if they do watch it, it's going to be because it helps them, like it actually has information they need, or it's entertaining. Okay, you said three seconds. So here's what I need to know. Do you believe the um, old adage that, you know, you're, you only get the one chance to make a first impression or can you bomb terribly and then come back and try again? Um, I do not believe that. I believe you can bomb terribly. And that's like the beautiful thing about TikTok. You can, and I saw an interesting article that was suggesting that what if every single day you just posted the same video? Because that video, about 80% of the people that see it are going to be net new. Those are people that have never seen your content before. So it actually makes more sense to keep reposting it until it does well, until TikTok finds the appropriate algorithm and sends it in that direction. Um, and so that said, I look at every day as sort of like a new opportunity. And so I wake up every day, I say, you know what, today I'm going to put out one video. 
And if it fails, that's totally okay because tomorrow is a completely different audience and same with the next day. Um, and so the more at-bats you have, the, the more you increase your chances of success. When I started, I was actually doing like seven videos a day just because I knew that was like seven tries per day. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's I mean, a, it's that a feels like a lot of pressure though. <laughs> I, I think it's less pressure. Really? Because if you're doing one video, you have the, the stakes of that video needing to be really good are a lot higher for you than they are for me. Okay. So what do you say to the person who's like, yeah, but I'm scared to go on camera? Uh, yeah, that's a great, great point. I have a, a friend named Austin Hankowitz, who's an amazing creator. I'd say about, um, he's a finance creator and I think he has like 500,000 followers on TikTok. I just, I mean, he does this full time, but I'd say about maybe 80% of his videos are not on camera and the other 20% are. And so he does this weird thing where he has his phone pointed on a piece of paper and he's like writing and talking, but you never see his face. And they're so engaging, so interesting. Um, and so I encourage people, you know, don't let that hold you back. It's more important that you just start because even if you don't show your face, let's just say for the first six months, that's still six months of you getting better as a creator. That's still six months of you trying to create an audience and a community. Um, there's just so many benefits to starting sooner rather than later. Okay, because I saw your TikTok today, I already know what you're going to say. But <laughs> what do you say to the people who are like, but everybody's going to judge me for what I post? Right, right, right. That's such a, a great, great, great misunderstanding. And I, you know, I was actually victim to that that um, assumption as well. This idea that, you know, I'm not starting because I think people are going to look at me weird that I'm starting a podcast. And um, now that I've started, I, I can't you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. The reality is most of the people that I thought cared didn't care. Um, and even as I look back at my podcast numbers, there weren't enough people listening that, you know, anyone could actually care. It was literally my mom, my wife, my brother, my sister. Great. Um, and so I think um, what I now know is the earlier you start, the, the longer of an opportunity you have to get better. Uh, and so don't put that much pressure on yourself now, just get started. And one thing you can do that I did as well is I created content with no intention of ever putting it out, just literally just for myself to get comfortable talking on camera, hearing my voice, same with like my podcast, I'd record episodes and just leave them on my computer. Um, it wasn't until my wife was like, oh, this is pretty good. You should like put this out. And that gave me the confidence I needed to, to release my first episode. That's an interesting idea. I never thought of doing, well, actually that's not completely true. I have thought of doing that but just to kind of get comfortable with the medium of doing things. So how much of the content that you never thought would see the light of day is now online? <laughs> that's a great question. Probably 90% <laughs> of it, but I do create a lot of content. Like, you know, last, last winter I was doing probably like 20 videos um, every week. So like on a Saturday, I just batch create 20 videos. And so if maybe like I record 20, but maybe only like 12 get out. I'm okay with that. Like I, I still get to improve and get better. And as I look back at some of my older content, I, I can't believe I released that and put that out. And that I think is just reflective of the fact that if you start sooner than later, you have a bigger opportunity to improve. Okay. I got to ask another and question. I just, about I just that. have to say one last thing. Okay. You know, I, I think people underestimate how much creating content online could actually change their life. And I think about someone like myself that, you know, like I don't have like a college degree. I don't have a lot of like experience professionally, but I've gotten job offers from like people listening to my podcast and saying like, oh, I heard you're passionate about this. I love the way that you thought about that. If you're interested, we have an opportunity for you. Um, I've had people fly me to different cities to create content and I'm not like a super big creator, right? It, but that's just like, 
that's the content ecosystem. You don't know who's listening. There's a guy uh, named uh, Paul C. Brunson, and he talks about how he started a podcast years ago, and he'd get like 10 YouTube videos or um, 10 views on YouTube or something. Um, and for years, he didn't get any views. Most of those views are his mom. But one of the people that was watching that YouTube was Oprah, and she ended up hiring him to do a show, right? And so you just don't know what could happen, where it could lead. And so that's just like the beauty of it. Well, because of the fact that you're talking about you don't know where it could lead, you don't know who's watching, do you ever delete your content? I have, <laughs> like, deleted two videos in my lifetime, but I absolutely recommend that people don't delete their content. Um, I, I'll delete it if I feel like it's um, it's not legible, like, it, like it's hard to understand or you can't, like, read it or hear it. Um, but outside of that, you know, I think this evolution of our uh, social profiles, you know, it's great and it's helpful for a lot of people. And the beauty of social media is it compounds. And so there's a lot of content I've posted, like that I have posted now that within the first month of me posting it performed terribly, but every month just like, you know, 300 more people watch it, 300 more people watch it. And that over a year, you know, it, you know, it adds up. Now with TikTok, do you feel like you have to add certain hashtags to it or is it just, you know, you post stuff and people see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's such a great question. And I think when I normally hear people talk about TikTok, I think there's a lot of people that talk about it conceptually. I just want to give some like practical tips and some practical things you can do that will help your videos. Um, the first is like hashtags. And, you know, I think this varies. I don't have like the perfect answer. What I have seen work for me is I normally use about six hashtags. Two of them will sort of be like larger and sort of broad over like the overall industry. So I may use like podcasting. Mm -hmm. podcaster and then the next two will be specific to like that topic on that episode so it may be you know how to become a podcaster or how to start your podcast using anchor or how to check how to use rss.com so it's specific to that episode um, and then the last two will be ultra niche so i may say um, one of them is always um hashtag lloyd not g so that if someone just wanted to click a hashtag and see all of my videos i've ever created or been tagged in they can do that and so i just sort of use this methodology that starts very high level and zooms in um, the other thing you can do practically is um, if you can pick a viral song in your tiktok and then lower the volume but you want to make sure the song you're picking um TikTok also uses what they call domain authority. And so if you're picking a hashtag with a million users, but you only have a thousand followers, um, you don't have enough domain authority to rank within that hashtag. So you'll want to pick a smaller hashtag that you can essentially like own. And as you get bigger, you'll start to pick larger hashtags. Man, the one that you said that just kind of is emblazoned in my brain right now is that you use your own name as a hashtag. What yeah. gave you that idea? What gave you the idea I, to do that? I took a, uh, a TikTok course and one of the ladies in there said that and I just loved that. That's such a great idea. And so now it's like you can go back, click, and the beautiful thing is hashtags accumulate views. Um, just so, obviously that's how you know how many people have seen it. So I can now go to my hashtag and hashtag Lloyd.G and you can see like, oh, I've accumulated 50 million views or whatever it may be. My mind's blown right now. I, I just, <laughs> it's something I never would have thought of and it's genius. <laughs> yeah, I... Great, great way to brand yourself. Absolutely. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'm like writing down notes left and right. So now with your titles though, like do you have to come up with like something special or is it just kind of like the hashtags? You just do it based on what's in the video. 
Yeah, this is this is where it gets very, very nuanced and complex. And I think this is sort of like where like we have the biggest opportunity to really set ourselves apart. I was just on a call yesterday and I was asking the guy like, oh, how did you like hear about me? Like, how'd you find me? And he was like, hey, I searched up podcasting and TikTok and you were the first video that came up. And so TikTok is becoming more of a, a SEO or a, a search engine. Um, and really for most of Gen Z and even like a large percentage of millennials, they're using TikTok as their prime primary search engine. And so you want to make sure everything that you're putting in um, your TikTok bio is easily searchable. And so that's how I think of it. Um, I do have sort of like my high level keywords that I want to rank for and I want people to find me. And so I try and weave it into every single post. I do not have a post that is not like SEO optimized. Well, speaking of SEO, do you repurpose those TikTok videos anywhere else? I, I do, but um, my personal experience is that does not work that well. I, I do it just because I have nothing to lose doing it. Um, and so for instance, I may post something on TikTok that's gonna average, let's just say, 10 new followers each time I post a video on TikTok. That same video will maybe average one new follower per video on Instagram. And so it's technically not that helpful, but I have nothing to lose doing it. And I think the reason that is, is the types of videos that I think that do well on Instagram are very different than the types of videos that do well on TikTok. And TikTok, you kind of know, hey, you need a hook, you need a great story, and the algorithm is really good. So even if you have a two minute video, it can still perform well on TikTok. On Instagram, a lot of the content I see is like less than 10 seconds, like a lot of the content that performs really well. And so that's sort of like how I'm thinking about it. All these platforms, including YouTube Shorts, all kind of need something different in order to really excel on the platform. And so I'm still wrapping my mind around how can I like repurpose all of this content. Well, and yeah, and the other problem you deal with with if you try to repurpose to YouTube Shorts is unlike TikTok, you get copyright strikes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and that's like an, a whole, that's, you know, something I feel like we're not talking about enough in podcasting. Like what happens if you create a podcast with a clip and use a sound in it? Um, and so now that podcast is sort of restricted with where you can put it kind of to your point, like you can't put it on YouTube, right? You can't yeah. even run an ad to, against it, right? Back to like our conversation about Facebook ads. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. And, and you know, the sad thing is like, whenever you do get these, these copyright issues, you sometimes can't even keep it on um, yeah. the podcast platform of choice because yeah. they know that they can get dinged and right. they don't want to have to deal with the legal troubles. So um Gordon Firemark, who's the, the podcast lawyer, yeah. he talks a lot about this. And so we'll leave some stuff in the show notes about uh, different music things that you need to be aware of because there's a common myth that, oh, I can use seven seconds. No, you can't. Right, <laughs> no, you can't. Not with there's, that permission. So, I, there's so many things that I think are, are very much, and I think part of it is it's intentionally very great, but I think there are a lot of misconceptions, like what we can and can't do. Well, and plus, I mean, the other thing is, you know, all this media stuff, a lot of it is still very new. And so exactly. we're all trying to navigate it and figure it out. <laughs> 100% I, I agree with you. And I think, I don't even think we've hit like the, I think maybe like five years from now, there's going to be a lot of people getting notices to take songs out of their podcast. Oh, absolutely. Especially, you know, the more, well, actually though, there's an interesting thing that is happening that I've been reading about is that, um, some of these artists that are on TikTok are okay with it because of the fact that they're suddenly getting downloads for songs that no yeah. one cared about for a while. <laughs> 100%, absolutely. And I and I think that, yeah, I, 
I sometimes wonder, I wish there was a, a more seamless way that smaller artists that are new that do want their songs featured could easily say, hey, I would love if you used my song in your podcast. Um, and so the only way I know to do that now is to use some of like the audio platforms that have royalty-free music. But even that process is a bit cumbersome. Yeah, and I've actually heard of some podcasters that will actually reach out to local musicians that they know, and they'll be like, hey, can you write me a song? Like, for example, with wow. my own podcast, I... um. I commissioned a song like I, wow. I didn't want to I didn't want to risk, you know, using anything that would get me a copyright strike. And so I actually found a music producer and had him create a brand new composition just for me. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, like, what do you say? You like, do you like you tell him what you want it to like sound like? Or Well, I sent him um, several clips of what I liked. And I basically was just like, you know, can you give me something that that sounds good, but that kind of has this vibe. And yeah. uh, he sent me a couple different clips and I said yes or no. And then um, whenever we created the RSS.com podcast, I kind of went through the same thing. I had to go with a different music producer because that guy was no longer taking on clients. But um, but yeah, we we did the same thing. We I, I told him, you know, different uh, things that I was looking for and what kind of compositions I liked. And because wow. uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts, go figure. <laughs> and so I, I sent him like kind of the intro songs to some of my favorites as well as like, you know, little musical clips that I thought were interesting. And we kind of just played with it till we found what we liked. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. I, I you know, I, I do know that like large podcasts do that. Like I know how I built this. They commission music every single episode or something, but I, I love that. That's so cool. And I can't wait until I can do that for my podcast. Well, what's interesting is it's not nearly as expensive as some people think. I mean, yeah. like I thought it was going to be like multiple thousands of dollars, but there are some musicians that are trying to get their name out there. And so they'll do it, you know, anywhere from 50 to a hundred bucks for, wow. for a new song. So that's amazing. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I started um, looking on like uh, Fiverr and Upwork and, and things yeah. like that because I knew that there's going to be a lot more people on there. But then you, of course, have the issue of some people will steal other people's right. music. And so you got to be careful and read all their reviews. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I love that idea. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I, I, think, I think that podcasting is going to blow up even more in 2023. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more coming from this medium and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what does that look like to you? What, like if let's just say podcasting got bigger in 2023, what well, would that look like? For to one you? thing, I think that um, we're going to see a lot more podcast networks. I think we're going to see hmm. a lot more um, of the smaller creators banding together to create their own networks together because yeah. there's something to be said for, you know, the community of it all. But, you know, if you're trying to compete with, you know, your, your Michelle Obama podcast or your, you know, your Joe Rogan's of the world, it, you have to, have something that makes you stand out. And so yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more podcast networks coming together of smaller creators that look bigger because they have power in numbers. Um, yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot more community building. I think that's yep. going to be like, I mean, you know, we, we just interviewed um, uh, Tom McNeil with, uh, with Patreon and we were talking about community and, and uh, the importance of not just making it just a show. It's not yep. enough to just be a talking head, talking to people. We want yep. to talk with people and, and, and build that that togetherness yeah, <laughs> the absolutely. kumbaya of it all <laughs> yeah i i love that so much and i i like i think you hit the nail right on the head and that's something that's like big priority for me 20 probably like number one priority this idea that i think i'm becoming more comfortable with having you know not having a thousand fans and having a hundred that I know are in my Patreon. They love what I do. We talk, I know their names. Um, just this idea of community. It's so important. 
Well, and we, I think we all, especially after, you know, the 2020 pandemic, we are all craving connection Yeah. and we want to know that there are other people that are like-minded that think yep. like we do. And I think that that's the beauty of podcasting is that, you know, you could be the guy who likes to talk about micro machines and how to paint them, you know, a different color. And you could find people that also want to paint micro machines. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, any niche you can think of, there's, there's an audience out there for it and, it's, I think that we're going to see a lot more of that. We're going to see a lot more like micro niche podcasts yeah. and, and we'll see some weird and I'm, I'm here for it. I, I'm excited <laughs> for it. Cause I, I think that, you know, the more that people are like, Hey, I have a message too. Yeah. And, and the more accessible podcast is going to keep podcasting is going to keep becoming. I think we're going to see some pretty interesting things this year. I 100% agree. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited, excited for it. Yes, yes, yes. Same here. Yes. So where can people find you online? Yeah, so I am on all platforms as at Lloyd, not George. Obviously, it's my first name being Lloyd, last name George. People always call me George, so I figured I'd make it clear. So you can find me at, at Lloyd, not George. That's on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. That's fantastic. Well, I got to ask you one last question before I let you go, and it's the one I ask everyone before I let them off the show, and that is what is one question I didn't ask you that you really wish I had? Yeah, I think one question you did not ask me is if I if I could start any podcast, what would it be? Um, and it would probably be a podcast encouraging people to relax more and drink more water. Um, and I just think that, you know, that to me seems like the recipe to life. And so I just hope more people start to do that. That's awesome. In fact, we actually have a podcast on rss.com called Drink More Water. <laughs> Love it. I have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And I like the health and wellness stuff too. So, yeah. so relax. Well, relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Relax, drink more water. Relax, drink more water and do a TikTok. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for having me, by the way. Yes, I, I, I was just going to say thank you combo. so much for being here because everything that you shared was like so good and also a little scary. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because, you know, for the, for the introverted people or the, the people that are kind of afraid to be on camera, because like, even now, like I still get the heebie-jeebies every time I'm about to go yeah. on camera and nobody believes that because I get like this personality once I come on camera, yeah. but I just, um, it's a little scary to, to think yeah. of putting yourself out there and, and being real, but, uh, but I like it. I think, I think it's, I think it's going to be very exciting. Yeah. And that's like, you know, the weird thing, because with like your podcast, you can kind of record it, put it out and look at it again next week. Yeah. With TikTok, there's just like obsession to have to look at it every single hour, see how it's doing. Do I, what are other people saying? Did anyone comment? Uh, and it could be exhausting. So I, I totally resonate with that. Yeah. So it's like, just put your phone down and let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Literally. Well, thank you again for being here. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, my fellow podcasters, we hope you enjoyed the insights, tips, and ideas shared in this episode. To learn more about launching and growing your own show, head over to rss.com backslash blog. And if you're ready to launch a podcast of your own, you can get started for free with your first episode on us. Thanks for tuning in.